0: It's October 14th, 2021, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. I'm Adam B. Levine here again with Adrian Bluss for your daily news roundup. On today's show, we're talking Bitcoin, a different kind of university, the latest headlines, and more. This episode is sponsored by Kava, Nexo.io, and Market Intel by Chainalysis. And just a reminder that Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. Bitcoin is showing signs of exhaustion after the minutes from the Federal Reserve September meeting released late Wednesday flagged inflation concerns and revealed growing support for a faster unwinding of stimulus. The top token is currently trading marginally lower on the day, having earlier touched a five-month high of $58,500. It's up 30% this month, though, buoyed by what some analysts describe as increased expectations that the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission will soon approve a futures-based Bitcoin exchange-traded fund, or ETF. In the modern era, the U.S. Central Bank and its monthly injections of new money via the process of quantitative easing have become some of the most important factors in how to trade markets. That means that savvy traders pay a lot of attention to the specific words used by the central bankers, whether they're delivered in a speech or in time-delayed meeting transcripts, literally comparing which words are used now compared to what's come before in an attempt to read the tea leaves on how changes to monetary policy will impact their trading strategy. This time, the Fed meetings carried fewer references to inflation being transitory, which is a more obscure way to say temporary, and showed policymakers are worried price pressures might remain higher for longer than previously assumed. The shift from the long-held narrative that high inflation will be short-lived suggests the central bank may opt for a faster policy tightening than is already priced in. Several policymakers said they preferred to proceed more rapidly. This is of concern for traditional markets. After all, if the Fed isn't indirectly injecting many billions of new dollars into markets each month, who will? The Fed now finds itself in the addict's dilemma. Getting sober would be painful, even if it would be better in the long term. And so far, it's opted to just keep going on a theory that can be described as if you never stop drinking, you never get a hangover. And so traders in traditional markets watch closely for signs that maybe, just maybe, the Fed will decide the time has come to take the pain, while others believe the party will go on forever. Meanwhile, on the technical charts, Bitcoin looks heavy having failed to keep gains above $58,000 early on Thursday. The Relative Strength Index, also known as the RSI, is decoupled from the rising price since October 6th. The indicator's negative divergence suggests a loss of upward momentum and notes that there's room for a pullback. The immediate support is seen around $54,000, a level where buyers have consistently stepped in over the past week. If the price breaks below, then charts suggest that we could see a slide to $50,000. The bulls, on the other hand, need to get the price back above $58,500 to open the door for new record highs above $64,801 bucks per token. Still, sentiment among some market participants remains optimistic, with some analysts calling for continued hodling, crypto slang for buy and hold, at least till the first ETF is approved. Bloomberg recently reported that the SEC is likely to approve at least four ETFs this month. Today's crypto coverage comes courtesy of Coindesk's markets analysts, Dominic Dantes and Omkar Gobley. Bitcoin is currently trading at $57,511 per token, that's up 4.3% over the last 24 hours, while Ether is trading at $3,729 per token, that's up 7.5% in the same time period, according to the Coindesk Price Index. Turning to traditional markets, European stocks rose along with U.S. equity futures Thursday as traders turned risk on, even as they kept a close eye on supply snarls and price pressures weighing on the global recovery. Futures tied to the S&P 500 gained seven-tenths on Thursday, putting the broad market index on course for a second day of gains. NASDAQ 100 futures climbed eight-tenths, suggesting gains for technology stocks. Investors are watching earnings to gauge the impact of stickier-than-expected inflation, rising energy prices, supply chain disruptions, and anticipated interest rate increases over the next two years. Meanwhile, European equities rallied on Thursday as investors' pessimism about inflation and potential interest rate rises was tempered by companies' earning reports that indicated consumer demand remained strong. The Pan Continental Stock 600 share index rose 1%, now only about 2% below its all-time high of early September. After weeks of choppy trading driven by fears of stagflation, in London the FTSE 100 gained 8/10 of a percent. Continuing to the east, indexes in Asia closed with mixed performance. China's Shanghai Composite fell 1/10 of a percent, while South Korea's Kospi and Japan's Nikkei 225 each gained 1.5%. Today's traditional markets coverage draws from the Wall Street Journal, the FT, and Bloomberg. Stay tuned for after the break, we'll take a look at another educational path into the blockchain industry, the school of life. Back in a minute.
1: Kava gives you the ability to earn more by connecting the world's largest cryptocurrencies, ecosystems, and financial applications on DeFi's most trusted, scalable, and secure earning platform. Kava is an institutional-grade cross-chain engine built to scale on the largest decentralized proof-of-stake network. With loan APYs as low as zero percent and reward APYs as high as two hundred percent, Kava is the safest place for you to grow your digital portfolio. Mint stablecoins, lend, borrow, earn, and swap safely across the world's biggest crypto assets with Kava. To learn more, visit kava.io/markets daily. Looking to make the most of your crypto assets? Nexo.io's got you covered. Grow your wealth securely with Nexo's high-yield interest accounts. Buy crypto on your terms directly within Nexo's platform and start earning daily compounding interest right away. Get the cash you need without selling your crypto from just 6.9% APR. Instantly swap between 100 crypto and traditional currency pairs. And don't worry, Nexo is insured against losses up to $375 million. Get the most of your crypto at nexo.io. That's N E X (laughs) O.io. Market Intel by Chainalysis provides you with the ultimate crypto dataset to help reach your research and investment goals. As an asset manager seeking confident crypto investments, or a venture capitalist identifying and funding emerging players, you'll leverage 53 metrics across 10 categories, like whales, exchanges, liquidity, and supply, to maximize your insights. Get started now by heading to markets.chainalysis.com. That's markets.chainalysis.com.
0: Today's featured story is an opinion piece by James Cooper, who is the Professor of Law and Director of International Studies at California Western School of Law in San Diego. It was on the sidelines of the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, in January of 2018, that a young entrepreneur from the People's Republic of China came up to me and said, I really liked what you said during your panel. Would you like to be the regional COO of our blockchain company? It was a strange way of onboarding, but Bitcoin was at $20,000, and because I was on sabbatical, I answered with an emphatic yes. We settled on an advisor role for a few months, and so began my mad dash into the space. In fairness, I knew a little bit about disruptive technology, but dove into the rabbit hole, reading white papers, listening to podcasts, practicing questions like, what's your transactions per second, and using expressions like, we can build a dap for that. Frankly, I learned that business development people, marketing gurus, and alignment specialists who did not have engineering backgrounds knew about as much as I did. It was classic learning by doing, a methodology I had pioneered for two decades, building trial advocacy and other skills training programs for the legal reform movement that had swept Latin America as it returned to democratic governance. Leapfrog technologies like case management software, ballistics, and DNA testing were revolutionary as that continent transitioned from the inquisitorial model to the adversarial model in criminal prosecution. But nothing prepared me for the baptism by fire that I encountered in the blockchain sector. Having trained as a lawyer was of great assistance, particularly because so many blockchain enthusiasts and entrepreneurs may have been simultaneously breaking securities laws, immigration law, corporate law, tax law, and labor law. It was like one big issue spotting examination, but the technical issues were far beyond my comfort zone. For that, I relied on my new mentor, my boss from China who was literally half my age. Working with him was part master's degree in disruptive industries, part cultural competencies, crash course and part internship in Chinese regulation. He taught me about POW, POS, PBFT, and a host of other acronyms that transcended continents, economic models, and generational gaps. I taught him how to tie a Windsor knot for his formal look, something we needed to do even if we were in this sector. The bankers, lawyers, accountants, and foundation presidents we met still liked formality. For years, the dynamics behind the supply chain involving China could have meant that some child laborer was involved in the manufacturing process. This story is the opposite. Up until two weeks ago, when China finally banned all things crypto, although the truth is that authorities there had long banned the industry, the kids from China were not just making consumer goods, but creating the foundations for the fourth industrial revolution, and they're readying their generation to lead it. The work hours were almost the same as these Shenzhen sweatshops of old, grueling days, but Eric, then 27, did not toil away for a few dollars a day. As the company's CTO, he was leading software development with teams around the globe. Suddenly, he was thrust into the role of CEO, and our timetables got even shorter. We would pitch our team as networking from Beijing, Boston, and Bangalore, although the Indian team was really working out of Jaipur. Alliteration sells. We scoured the globe for teams in Bosnia and Vietnam to no avail. Technology was fast eclipsing finance, giving an advantage of technology-centric leadership rather than the money folks calling the shots. At the Cardinal Pitch Club in Stanford University's Faculty Club in March of 2018, Everyone confirmed that funding was not an issue confronting emerging technology startups. Getting the right technologists was. It was no surprise that these signing bonuses were de rigueur, and competition among projects intense. So was burnout. These new kids on the blockchain were the rock stars of their generation. They were in their late 20s and early 30s, smart, beautiful, and rich. Well, much of it in crypto. They did not think twice about going to an airport and getting on a plane to Shanghai, Singapore, New York, or Davos without advanced airline reservations. They had not yet arrived at the stage of throwing TVs out of the hotel windows, but I did encourage it a few times. Even electrical engineers need to let loose every now and then. These kids did not have a tattoo among them. There was no time for such needless diversions. They had some coding to do. For the rest of us, it was about helping organize and regularize their affairs, protecting the company's intellectual property, even if much of it was open source, building culturally sensitive marketing plans that span the hemispheres, and growing investor relations teams. The promise of going to the mainnet, an independent blockchain running its own network with its own technology and protocol, getting listed on an exchange or two, and finding test cases to tout were sometimes not enough. In 2018, with every fraudster and their mother attempting an initial coin offering, many Silicon Valley law firms would not return calls for crypto startups, all of which were seen as potentially problematic clients, even if they paid retainers on time. As the designated adult on the team, principally signaled by being a graying white guy with a salt and pepper beard. I could get us meetings, particularly because some of my former students were now partners at reputable law firms and others principals at venture capital firms and accelerator funds. None of the folks with whom I worked are at the company now, but the lessons learned have stuck. Work hard, innovate, and find a real problem that needs solving. None of that involves going to university or graduate school, except for the engineers. For those who do go, they're delaying the inevitable, doing it on the fly, hopefully with some ethics and professionalism. It is rarely like the simulations or case studies in the textbooks we use in class. When folks ask me how to learn about the space and get one's chops, I always tell them to find a mentor, especially one who's younger and from a land far, far away. I learned about hybrid consensus protocols, and in exchange, these kids learned how to fill out expense reports, engage with legacy technology leaders, encourage regulatory clarity, and earn airline rewards miles. What I came to understand about these young Chinese technology entrepreneurs is that they are huge fans of U.S. popular culture. When I suggested we title an event, we were coordinating as, quote, this ain't your mama's blockchain, end quote. A sister company leader answered me on the WeChat with a simple dope. And that's our show for today. Thank you very much for listening. This episode was edited by Adrian Blust, and you can send us an email at podcast at We'll be back tomorrow with another news roundup. And just a reminder that Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. We'll see you then.